Did you drop an S bomb there? A couple. <laughs> I think. I a think. Couple. I, I heard an A bomb too, but uh, <laughs> I'm trying to be PG. This guy isn't. For, for, Forty-four minutes, Chris. Enjoy this one and cut this part out. Five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Pwn podcast, your premier source for everything related to the Vancouver Grizzlies. Wait, this isn't here. I can do whatever I want. True, true. This is Sam at another Sam Cham, joined by our regular co-host Omni at OmniStrife. How you doing, buddy? Pretty good. I'm now officially endorsed by the Vancouver Titans as the coolest cat on Ready, Set, Pwn. So. I hate you for that. And stepping up to the plate in the absence of Light Force, we finally have Michael at Sungwoo Jim on Twitter. How you doing, Michael? Uh, I'm a little nervous. This is my first podcast, so looking forward to this. Uh, so I- Michael is our Korean translator and brings us good Korean food every single week. <laughs> now he has to live up to the legend. Oh, God. <clears throat> So we, we have a very, very big, big uh, show tonight with two games last week, as well as the playoffs coming up. And plus, Chris is not here, so you know we're going to talk hoops. Are you guys ready for all this stuff? Let's get it on. I'm, I'm just hoping that he's not going to censor us. <laughs> we'll never know, so, so we can talk all the hoops we want. And I know, I know Michael, you had a little birthday shout-out. Why don't you go ahead and start with that? Uh, so um, today uh, at the recording day, um, it is our uh, head coach Pa Jeon's um, birthday. So happy birthday to our uh, head, our marvelous head coach Pa Jeon. Um, let's get the uh, win streak keep going. Let's get let's keep it going. All right, let's reward him with some stage two playoff wins, huh? Yeah. I guess while we're while we're on the topic of, of news, I guess on the other side of bir- uh, birthdays. Um, for Vancouver listeners, I know I want to send some condolences out to to the Botchford family and really to, to Canucks Nation out there. Uh, Jason Botchford was one of you know the best, um, in my opinion, Vancouver Canucks uh, beat writers. Um, he also had his own podcast. And I know for me personally, it was, it was a big shock uh, uh, losing him so young. Uh, he leaves behind uh, his wife and, and three kids as well. Um, but he definitely influenced my podcasting a lot. I know a lot of you guys are also fans of the Canucks and a fan of his writing. So, so we just want to send our condolences out to the family. All right, moving along, we're going to just go straight to the payload. Moving the payload. Join me. All right, guys. So I called it the Canada Cup. You guys called it something else. Um, was it everything we anticipated? The, the Defiant versus uh, the the titans match i guess we got what we anticipated but it's not a good thing <laughs> i didn't expect it to be like a close match and we definitely didn't get a close match uh i don't know toronto are not on the same level as vancouver they're definitely improving from where they started stage two but not close to the upper teams and obviously nowhere near uh, us here in vancouver uh so the I- fans called it the uh the the Canada Derby, so as references to uh, football or soccer, if you're American. And I did not expect us to lose Anubis in a manner that we did. We didn't get a single point at our offense, so that was surprising. Um, I did expect a 3-1. I know you're going to hate me, Sam. But uh, I didn't think we were going to lose a map before the halftime, so that was surprising. 
Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember. So all three of us were at the, the official watch party, which was, which is, you know, it's continuing to be a great show. I think, I think we had a lot of fun, a um, lot of buzzing voices, a lot of familiar faces that are starting to show up. But I know, like, when I walked back to our table and it was like Map Two had just ended, I gave, I gave Omni this look, and I was like, I am pissed right now. <laughs> and 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 his response was like this solemn, "You should be." Yeah, it was not hot for us. Uh, I think <laughs> the reckless approach that usually works out for us is much more punishable on 2CP. You know, Bumper does his thing, and uh, his way back to the point, to point A, was pretty lengthy. So I guess that's where we kind of failed. Uh, we were never do too well, well, too well in, in Vancouver standards on control maps such as Anubis. Uh, then when we defended B, Haxal's Doomfist, which was so fun, uh, and, and the match, I believe it was against Boston in, in uh, point B, wasn't as good on this map. Uh, yeah, that's, that was our defense on, on, on attack. I felt kind of apprehensive. John Bomb, which was really good, 2K on point B wasn't really enough, so not a good map for us. Uh, I don't know, really. I guess the first map, I think it was... Was it um, Oasis? Yeah, we stomped them pretty hard, even though we lost the point initially, but then they came back and won the map pretty easily. So I thought that maybe Vancouver was pretty confident going in. They, they probably thought to themselves, all right, it's fine. We can begin it slowly and ramp, ramp it up a little bit, but it didn't work out. Uh, my thought on Nuvis was like, uh, you know, ever since that stage finals against um, stage finals against the, uh, the San Francisco shop. I think our performance on Anubis has been going down. But I again, I didn't expect a no a unsuccessful attack like that we saw against the Toronto Defiance. So honestly, I thought we were going to get at least a point. But the fact that um, we weren't able to get the uh, the time extension and get a decent time bank was uh, was a bit of surprising when I was at the watch party. Hopsell Doomfist. Like, I know he's a decent Doomfist player, but the fact that it wasn't as effective as I thought it would be as a clutch um, defensive option was also a surprise. And, you know, John is known for his great bombs, but, you know, sometimes you get a good bomb and it doesn't work. So it, it just, we didn't get the good side of the bomb. This yeah, side. the weirdest part was the attack because Titans, that's what they do best, right? So they felt a bit more cautious, maybe. I don't know. It, it felt. Um, not really as we should play, but luckily Kings Row, one of our home maps, uh, went uh, after that, and it was a pretty, pretty good back and forth. For what do you think they talked about at halftime? Uh, I don't know. They talked about uh, where they want to eat uh, dinner after the game, probably. <laughs> I don't think they really expected to lose this match, so I think they just uh, got chewed up a bit by by their coaches and said, "Hey guys, this is not you. This is not you being apprehensive on attack. Just." Go in there, do your thing, right? Don't play that uncharacteristic, uh, weird approach that you did on your attacks. And King's Row definitely was an improvement. Uh, Bumper had nice shatters, and I pointed it out because Bumper, despite his greatness, his shatters are not that awesome usually because he has them on cooldown. Like every five, eight seconds, <laughs> he doesn't have a shatter. So he had a, a bunch of focused shatters there where he just went in and, and got the entire team. Uh, yeah, it was a much, much uh, more aggressive and focused uh, Titans. I mean, he just uses those shadows as soon as it's like off cooldown. I was like, oh, using it, bam. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Chris said, or I don't know, we just said, we just speculated that his S key is bound to his uh, either Q or his <laughs> R. Yeah, <laughs> never go back. <laughs> That's your punishment, really. 
That's crazy. Cause I, I definitely feel like the, the intensity went up in after halftime and it was kind of like business as usual, but I kind of got this vibe, um, during the match. Um, and honestly I, I had to watch it twice cause we, it was, it was very distracting at the watch party, honestly speaking. Um, like that their, their intensity just wasn't up to par kind of like, like, were they bored? Uh, I don't know. Sometimes when they have two maps in a week, they uh, are they feel less prepared in one of those maps. Maybe Toronto was that one. Maybe they respect Seoul more. Could be. I think Seoul is a higher tier compared to Toronto. So, like, they probably had those moments like, okay, let's just prepare for the Seoul match. I mean, we're yeah. probably going to win against Toronto. So, do we really have to prepare a lot for them? I think they had that approach um, initially. But then, like, once they lost that first um that like map before the halftime, uh, I think they started to realize, okay, maybe we should get a bit more serious. And I think the coaching yeah. staff uh, took attention to that. That's a good point here. When Vancouver plays a team, normally, if it's not San Francisco or something like that, they usually, it's not that Toronto won this map, Vancouver lost it in Oasis. And then they came back to uh, Anubis. Anubis, not, not in, uh, uh, Yeah, in Anubis, they lost it. But then after Kings Row, we had, I think, Junkertown. Um, Toronto, they decided to switch it up. I mean, why not? Even though some teams don't do that, and I think it's kind of silly. We rented about it plenty of times. They went <laughs> to full uh, three DPS against us. Vancouver went with the crazy strat of two to two. Hacksaw will take mm. any chance he gets to play Genji. <laughs> I, I mean, he debuted on it. That's what he was famous for when he debuted from Underweight. Like everybody was like, "Oh God, this is this fifteen-year-old Genji prodigy. He's now bad." Like, oh my God. You know, despite the meta, he's always crisp on the Genji. No matter who he plays against, it's probably not the best approach sometimes, but he always looks uh, in shape, if if that's a proper term to use, <laughs> uh, when he when he takes that cyber ninja, right? I mean, he gets good. I mean, like, he's considered the best Brig. And I'm mm-hmm. like, and, like, he pulls out these, like, insane, like, picks and, like... Oh, there's one coming up. Yeah, I, I know I, I know you're going to talk about that, but I'm like, like, he's such a good Brig. And, like, a Brig is such a critical pick um, for this current yeah. meta right now. Like, you need that Brig as the... Uh, one of the DPS roles for the uh, GOATS meta, the 3-3 meta. And, like, he just does it so well. And people are like, this guy's supposed to be a Genji main, right? But that's the thing. He's like a brig with Genji main, uh, you know, reaction time. <laughs> so that's pretty sweet. He's a, he's a monster. Geez. Yeah, he's, he's like... You gotta throw a little Doomfist in there too, right? <laughs> yeah. I already hate Doomfist, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I mean, like, obviously with this map, it was it was two big things. One was obviously the the, the Canada quote-unquote rivalry. I'll come back to that in a second. But also, I guess the the bigger uh, owl wide news is we broke the undefeated record set by Boston. I guess from if you guys have been listening to our podcast in the past, we obviously haven't been expecting it. But I mean, out of ten, how excited were you guys that we actually you know now hold the the mantle? Out of ten, uh, I don't know seven ish for me. I, I've been spoiled by Vancouver. I don't expect them to lose to most of the teams in the league. And I've been spoiled also by the fact that we won stage uh, one uh, playoffs. So my eyes are directed towards that and the larger price at the end of the season. And now Titans also uh, treated that way. Obviously, every record we take is cool for every map, every time we are mentioned as one of the great teams ever. And, and the analysts are finally like, talking about us as one of the greatest of all time. Uh, 
You mean in a positive light instead of how are the Titans mortal? Yeah, what a weird con- like concept, right? <laughs> We're not owl level. <laughs> totally. What as a, what a- triggering as it may be. <laughs> My rating for this, um, I would give it an 8. Uh, I think it's good that we have a one of the major uh, win streak records. At least it's, it's not 40. It's not 0-40 like <laughs> Shanghai last season. Unbreakable record. Oh, my God. Literally. But, um, <laughs> like, I think we expected the Titans to get this far. Um, I think the better question now is how long can this streak can go? And I think that's an exciting question for not just Vancouver fans, but the entire league should answer it. Let's see uh, what they answer. But I'm pretty sure that a lot of them would say 17 once the playoffs start. But I think... I think we can extend that streak a little longer. Yeah, 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 and I, and I think I think Omni nailed it with with the word spoiled. I'm about I'm about a six or a seven as well. And and just to be clear, I guess I guess new esports fans or or even fans of other Vancouver, you know, things, sports or esports or other things like this does not happen. This does not happen in Overwatch. This does not happen in esports. This does not happen to anything Vancouver related. You know uh-huh. what, like. What happens to us are we lose teams, the entire team, like the Grizzlies, they just leave, right? That's what happens to Vancouver fans. So, like, you just have I, to bring I, that up. I have to bring it up, and and I'll and I'll, and I'll and I'll come back to that, right? Like this, this is why, like, I think it's so important right now for for lack of a better term, like Vancouver to actually rally about around this team because, like, not honestly speaking, nothing's nothing lasts forever, right? Um, and, and I mean, it, it may not feel that way as we're, we're in the middle of the wave, but like, like we really need to, to enjoy this for the moment that it is right. Um, but, but on the topic of, of the Grizzlies and stuff like that, I think, I think in, I can't remember if it was the ready set pwn discord or, or the Vancouver Titans official discord when we we're kind of trying to talk about like, Oh, does Vancouver and Toronto have like a rivalry or, or who does Vancouver have a rivalry with? And, and so I, I think to understand that, um, you have, I, I think at some point you have to have lived in, in Vancouver for a certain period of time. One of the most annoying things about if you're a hockey fan, for example, is is what we call the East Coast bias, meaning that when when the Toronto Maple Leafs come to town for hockey and they play the, the Canucks, the games are usually set at, at 4 o'clock or 3 o'clock so that they can make sure all the fans in Toronto can watch it at their regular 6 or 7 o'clock. So they'll alter schedules just like that. Um, Anytime anything happens from from that's good from a Toronto standpoint, it sounds like the most amazing thing in the world, um, and everybody else is just supposed to to kind of relate to that. So it's I feel like especially Vancouver, um, we we have a little bit of like a uh, I don't I don't know I like the words but but we ha- we have a little bit kind of to prove, and any time that we get to to not only beat Toronto in in anything, whether it's like we have the best. Uh, Japanese food or we have the cheapest gas prices like we'll take it and we'll write it down their throats far from that (laughs) (laughs) just as an example (laughs) I wouldn't mind that one actually Uh, as our listeners may have noticed uh, Sam has a bit of a bias against Toronto yeah Yeah, like I I think my anti-Toronto bias might almost be as strong as my love for Vancouver so as a fairly like I'll give you the, the perspective from a fairly new Canadian so the thing is, I've noticed a lot how Canadians would just uh, group up behind a team, regardless if it's from Toronto or Vancouver, if they have just one team. So and a, good, a good example would be the Blue Jays from the MLB, right? They, we don't have other representation. 
But if there are two separate teams that, between Toronto and, and Vancouver, they always like compete. There is a rivalry for sure. So yeah, it's interesting, and we saw that also addressed in the great art that I have currently hanging on my wall, where you see hockey <laughs> roots kind of pop out, which is also a funny uh, story. I remember when uh, Francesco Aquilini tweeted about the Titans winning stage one. A lot of his uh, like you know uh, hockey fans were were commenting like, "What you?" We actually have a team that won something, and then <laughs> and fire banning and whatever you know. They 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 were roasting him left and right. He was just posting about the Titans winning the the championship for stage one, which is really hilarious to me. Uh, uh, and yeah, so ho- hopefully out of towners or or maybe people new to Vancouver, or, you know, runaway fans can understand a little bit of like why it was so important. I guess for me. That, that we we needed to get that 4-0, not because Toronto's this great team or, or whatever. And honestly speaking, interacting with them on social, like Chris always mentions, they're very, they seem to be very nice people. They seem to have a very nice team, sure. I mean, I don't like Toronto, and I've never been in the place anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, yeah, you can feel it, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, so I will be on record in saying that I will never cheer for the Blue Jays, I will never cheer for the Raptors, and I will never cheer for any other sport that we don't have a team in that had, Toronto happens to have a team. Um, moving along, though, enough of that. Um, we did have another match this weekend, gentlemen. Um, closing out on Seoul. Does it feel like we've been here before? Yeah, Seoul, I, I wrote in the notes, it feels like a bye week. I always go back to that very, I don't know, bad video from uh, Fleta. Uh, no, not Fleta. It was Fisher and Ruja Hong, and he's like, be gentle with us. And we're kind of their kryptonite, maybe. They appeared well when they played some DPS comps. At point, something, something note here, we're not really playing well against Widows. It was Munchkin at one point. Um, it was Happy when we played uh, against um, Wangzhou Charge. But again, uh, when they played, I think it was Li Jiang Tower, when they pull out the Widow. Not that great on the Tracer, Salmon, so I'm sorry. You're a great Zarya. Pretty decent flashbang McCree, but, <laughs> but the Tracer, uh, we can improve on that for sure. Uh, Lee Jang was close. Titans had some mistakes, but Titans can afford their mistakes. Soul, not as much. Uh, yeah, it was a 4-0. You got anything to comment on that? I think that first point in Lee Jang was like a big wake-up call for the Titans because like, Sure, like, we're not um, particularly good against Widows, but, like, uh, I remember Pajan tweeting after the game, like, he he said, like, he didn't expect them, um, a a team that usually goes GOATs, right? This is a team that had a Fissure, you know, if they, if they play him. Um, but, like, they had they had uh, Marvel and Fitz, and, you know, they've been running the GOATs pretty well, and who expected to run a 3 DPS comp out of them? So he even acknowledged it and apologized on Twitter. I remember translating that. Wait, is that another team being unpredictable against the Titans? And it actually works better than going goats against goats? <gasps> the weir- the weirdest part is they, they they really dominated that first map, and then they went back to to 3-3. Yeah, and we all know how that like ended. Garden is a DPS map, though, so I'm, I'm, I'm not too surprised that they used a DPS. They used a DPS comp rather than a goats comp, but the thing is, is that, like, the other maps aren't DPS friendly. They're more goats friendly. And if it's goats, well, the Titans are probably going to win that. So another good point here that when we went to Anubis, uh, definitely a great improvement over what we had versus Toronto. 
that's when what we referred to previously uh, happened, where uh, Haxal had that crazy clutch shield badge on Michelle, who just went into EMP. And not only did he prevent the EMP, just canceled the animation. So it also like counted that he lost, he lost he all lost. of the charge. And that also happened. I don't, I don't remember who it was against, but when Haxal shield bashed in stage one, um, an alting Lucio. Was oh right, I think that was that was against San Francisco. San Francisco. So he has those. You can tell that this guy has played Genji <laughs> for his entire career. He had those crazy flicks on a Brigida. I know, Brigida, a flick. It happens. If you don't believe me, just look at Haxal. He's crazy good on that hero. And yeah, I, I'm not sure he's human at, human at this point. He has, he has eyes everywhere. Yeah. What's so so all, all, all those eyes on Twitter, all, all these owl teams that are tweeting about, about these eyeballs right now, they're all about Haxal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just has this uh, um, radar for uh, alting, <laughs> alting enemy players. Oh god! Yeah, well, they lost these two points. Uh, I don't know. It, it was pretty tight, not a stomp. But then in Blizzard World, uh, Soul was. I feel like they probably just gave up. Titans just strengthened that chokehold on them with a three-point push. It was really quick. Dynasty got all the way, but it was OT. Thankfully, they got into OT, which means that we got Mystery Heroes time for Bumper. (laughs) How'd you enjoy this edition? Oh, it was great. He actually got a decent headshot on the Widow. Pretty nice. It was on Ruge Hong, too. On Ruge Hong, and it's on Signature Hana, right? And and uh, Twilight went on Doofus. Salmon was on Farah, and that actually took me to. one of the other podcasts, they had Baby Bay, and he said that he heard from another source, from another player, that even in scrims, when your team is playing bad against Vancouver, Vancouver just go mystery heroes. And he, he, he said that, like, Sly played Ryan or something like that. So I guess that was the Titans, like, just showing Soul how bad they were just by playing mystery heroes, and they just switched it up, and it still worked. This is reminding me of the preseason game when Jonak played Ryan. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. God, no. who remembers that? Ooh, I, I hope Nate Nanzer doesn't like uh, is not too upset with uh, <laughs> with uh, Bumper's shenanigans. Oh, we'll probably cool. change the rules again later, right? Mm-hmm. Instead, yeah, Bumper to but but on that note, um, afterwards, Bumper in his interview with uh, Danny Lim did mention, "Hey, like, just let me know who you want me to play," and I'm and I'm you know. I'm not saying an exact quote here, but do does the rest of, rest of the league need to actually worry? Like we're talking about Nate Nancer going like, "Hey, you're not taking this seriously," like or is or is this? You know, in my opinion, I think it's great for the game. I think it's been lacking a lot of this type of personality. But but what are your guys' thoughts on that? Again, the personality is is a good pointer. I think Bumper is actually Nate Nanzer should thank Bumper. He's Bumper is concerned about the parody in the Overwatch League. He's been saying <laughs> it again and again how he feels the games are too easy and they can't lose, and then he expected it to be much more of a challenge. But he's, he's he's actually asking for you know external help for people to just tell me what to play. I'll do it, and uh, yeah, to make Overwatch League a bit more uh, interesting. <laughs> but seriously. I don't know. Bumper, bumper is great. Everybody loves bumper. The analysts they love bumper. The, us fans probably love bumper. I'm sure it's not fun to face bumper when he's on the opposing team, but he's great. He's kind of like every time I see 
the Twitter posts, the art. Bumper is really the Titans personified, and it's great to have like a face to the team. It, it reminds me of uh, how in season one, uh, it, it also depends on the meta, how in season one, usually the Tracer star was the face of the team. Like in, in NYXL, Sabiobi yeah. was always on uh, the front uh, of the stage. Profit but, for London. Profit for London. But now, like in season two, it's definitely the main tank is, is the main attraction. And yeah, I'm just happy to have this dude in our team. And I, I, I watched some of his streams. It looks like a really fun guy. I'm sure Michael is enjoying his streams much more. I, I can understand <laughs> a lick of Korean, but he's just, I saw him play Baptiste. And without him on ladder, without understanding a, a word of Korean, I was just laughing my, my ass off. He was just laughing and talking. And like, he was, you could tell that he was rolling. And, and, and the funny thing was, it was actually pretty decent and they won the game. I mean, that's the thing about Bumper. And I think that's just the majority of the Titans, right? Like, like unlike most Korean teams, like especially dominant teams, they're expected to be like kind of robotic, very professional, like clean cut. But then like Runaway and now, now the Vancouver Titans, they're just this like fun bunch of like, I wouldn't say clown. clowns, and, clowns isn't maybe a, a weird word to use, but like they're like these like kids, young kids that just want to have fun, you know, bash people when they want to, yeah. and like, and Bumper's personality, like if I if it was like any other Korean player, I would be like, hmm, that's a little too much. But then like it's Bumper, like come on, like you got to give it to him. I think he brings a a fresh like breath into the um. In the Overwatch League, and I'm pretty sure, like, Nate Nancer, like, in, uh, probably he's like, okay, we don't condone Bumper's behavior, but, like, privately, hey, Bumper, thank you for doing this so much. <laughs> now bringing in viewers. We have record viewers for once. Yeah, it brings you all the narratives, because we're also fans of, you know, traditional sports. And it's it's great when you have characters like that. You, that's, I think, what, what is lacking from NYXL. Obviously, like I said, Sebiobi last season was their more... Sebi is actually great. A very hilarious. Persona. Now they they don't have that. Like, I'm not interested to hear what Nene has to say. Or man, that's a snorefest, really. All the great characters that like are are not, not now. They're all on the pine. And <laughs> yeah, and Bumper. Another thing that I appreciate about it, he owns it. He, he, he's not backing down from this persona. You want to be the villain? Fine, roll with it, and he, he definitely does. The bad boy of Owl. Yeah, bad boy. <laughs> Michael, I want to hear from your perspective a little bit, just from from more like Korean culture and 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 I guess generally there is a side that that wants to be polite, that wants to to keep things PC. Um, are 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 other players? Do you, in your opinion, like especially Korean players, are they tired of his antics, or are they like, oh, that's bumper being bumper? I don't know. Like, I don't usually look at other um, players' Twitter. That's how much of a dedicated fan I am. But like, <laughs> but like from the fans. But like, the but, thing but is, I mean, like, you sitting from the other side, let's say. If I were to any other player, I'm like, ah, oh, he's a little too much. But like, I think privately, like he's not, he doesn't show it, but like publicly, he kind of wants to embrace that villain role. And like, like you really got to hear from the other players themselves. Like maybe maybe yeah. I'll pay a little bit more attention, but like if I were the general manager of a a Korean based Korean based team or a team full of Koreans, and I saw Bumper, I'm like, oh god, that kid really has to like cut it cut it off. Like it's getting a little yeah. too much. Like yeah. you're representing Korea here. We're supposed to be like this conservative, like <laughs> light people. Like this isn't what we're supposed to be. What are you doing? Yeah, I I yeah. also want to point out maybe because this is a very 
like early sport esports has been out for a while but but if you look at um like traditional sports like nba players and stuff like that a lot of players pro athletes are concerned with their brand with what type of image they put out there and, and bumper is definitely like i don't know if it's all done on purpose or it's like a uh there's a bigger plan there but he's definitely appears to be a much more i don't know relatable person or oh he actually has fun out there and, and, and it's also like a big uh i can also say this the whole thing the same thing about the team as a as an entire unit every time they play some uh, you know some of their comms they're actually looking like they're they're a bunch of kids they're having fun and not to say that esports is not serious and it's just a game right basketball is just a game right but when yep. you see a team that's actually enjoying to play with each other and there's this camaraderie it's infectious so you bring in more fans which means uh it's also profitable in terms of of your you know your business prospects as a team and and we shouldn't forget that this is a business and like we also mentioned before bumper is great for business yeah yeah it's a it's hand and super i think while we're those types of personalities winning. right yeah, yeah the people are really happy when they're come up and like talking to them analysts are like oh man they're so happy to talk to you because <laughs> normally they'd get those cookie cutter uh answers all the time so yeah it's a bre- you know a breeze of fresh air for them can we ask the league to do a rap battle between Bumper and Super? Oh, man. Yeah. Well, well, we'll contact the guys that dropped the mic. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So kind of to wrap this stage up, it looks like, well, it doesn't look like it is, an other undefeated stage. Do, do people care at this point that, that, you know, we just went undefeated in another stage? Uh, I think people will care more if we also win the stage two playoffs. They will care definitely because that's something that uh, I don't think anybody has ever done before. Um, San Francisco Shock, people always like to talk about the new story. They always mm-hmm. keep looking for new narratives. And their their you know record is also pretty impressive. So that's why maybe uh, people are not really discussing the Titans. The Titans are always in the back of, of, of the minds of people. They always know like, oh, yeah, this is the team to beat. But I'm not sure if people really care that much about the Titans going undefeated. Also, like, if you look at the, the schedule, it's so up and down for some of the teams. But, yeah, it'll be much more of a topic if they, again, beat whoever, you know, they, they fight against during the playoffs. Uh, that's pretty much it. I think the main, like, story right now is the term that a lot of the shock fans use, the golden stage. And I think that's a really fitting term. But the thing is, all golden ages end. Uh, right. And I think the main narrative going going to the playoff is which undefeated streak, right? Um, the map streak and the match streak um, for these uh, San Francisco Shock, or the overall um, undefeated seventeen uh, match streak for the Vancouver Titans. Which one will um, which one will break first, right? It's gonna one of them is gonna break, whether you like it or not. So yeah, I think the Dragons can take a map off the Shock. I'm sneaking into the fray there. Um, <laughs> So, so I guess I guess my last question for you guys before we talk a little bit playoffs is playoffs. If or when the Titans lose, how will you guys feel? I I I'm unable to process that uh, question. <laughs> we we've literally never experienced it. I guess I guess not to sound too cocky, but we we Ask actually haven't. When and if that happens. I think it depends on the matchup. Like if we lost against like a mid to low tier team, I would I would be like, okay, bring out the pitchforks, let's yeah. let's burn some people on the stakes. But like trade everybody. 
Yeah. But, like, I, if it was, like, maybe San Francisco or New York, um, playoffs, okay, fine. I may give them a break, but if it was during a regular season, maybe the pick for it. Maybe. Yeah. It, it's very important, right? Not every win, is, uh, not every loss is the same. You see, I, I can't even, like, pronounce the word uh, loss <laughs> in the context of the Titans. But take another example. Look at, at uh, New York. We're going to talk about them soon, but... Some of their losses are just losses, but some of them are major chokes. So it also depends on the situation, obviously, and, the, and who we're up against. Fair enough. So moving along to, to the playoffs, the Titans ha- are officially playing the Dallas Field. So there was a little bit of confusion. and Sorry, that's on, on Friday at 8 o'clock, um, supposedly. It might start a little bit earlier. It might start a little bit later. Who knows? Um, but one of the confusion points was like, that even though overall the Titans are ranked second for the stage because they did finish undefeated, they are ranked third for the playoffs. And the reason for this is because, believe it or not, Overwatch League actually has two divisions. I don't know how they set the lines on a, on a circular earth, but, <laughs> but Vancouver is in the Pacific division, along with you know Seoul and a bunch of what we call East Asian teams. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and meanwhile, we, we have an Atlantic division, which includes, you know, Eastern USA and, and Europe. And so London actually won, I guess, the Atlantic division, which gives them the, the quote unquote second seed. So, so I know, I know daily hive had it confused. I was confused for a second, but we're, we're technically ranked third at the moment. Yeah, and since we are free to talk about basketball, you and I both know that it was it has been a contentious topic for a while now in basketball, how the Western Conference is so much more stacked. And right mm-hmm. now, we know that the Pacific uh, Division is much more stacked than the Atlantic one. And there are some issues with that, for sure. I, I guess it's more of a problem with travel that will happen during the next uh, season. In the NBA, there. They, they, they appear to be heading towards the direction of, of abolishing those uh, conferences uh, because travel has been much easier now with, you know, the uh, better flights and all that. But but we're Overwatch League, so we're global. So that might be here to stay because that's, you know, the travel will be much uh, longer. I, I assume they won't be traveling first class like NBA athletes, at least not at this point. Um Especially not some of the teams that we will probably by train, play. right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Take those, uh, yeah. Start rowing, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but it's confusing, uh, definitely. When you have between each stage, you have reseeding. Uh, yeah, but what can you do? That's how uh, I think Dallas should be more upset than anyone. Like, oh, we were just playing the third seed. Oh, who is that? Did you say Vancouver? <laughs> oh crap! Yeah. <laughs> Dallas actually had a very good stage. While while that's kind of hard to believe as I say the sentence out loud. I mean, they were expected to make it into the playoffs if you look at the schedule, right? They went against the Valiant. They went against Houston. I mean, like, sure, they lost against us and they lost against Seoul, right? Like, a good team and a mid-tier team. But if you look at the majority of their of the stage two schedule, right? Like, every, like people said this. If Dallas does not make it into the playoffs... They'll be they'll be chokers again because they you know they barely you know um, missed the playoff last time because they couldn't win a single map after the halftime against that, mm-hmm. a great Boston series. But I like their uh, neighbor from Texas. They're actually making moves and, and getting better. Um, Sam, you want to say something about Houston? 
Um, Press F to pay respects. They uh, <laughs> they compete. They they come oh, to the are, games. They? they they have a team. Okay. They have a team. It's it's nice that they have a team. Seattle doesn't have a team, so you know, good, <laughs> good, good, good on them. Yeah, not for another year. Not for another year. <laughs> but I, I guess I, just drawing back. So, so upcoming, they are playing the Dallas Field on Friday, um, and then you know, presuming they they move along to, to Saturday and Sunday. So it's going to be an exciting weekend of the playoffs. What are your thoughts on the matchup going up since the field? I don't we beat, know. We did uh, beat them four zero, like like we did a lot of people. Yeah, um, I expect and, the fuel put up a better fight, but the outcome is undoubtedly a win for Vancouver Titans here. I cannot, I cannot, I, I, I don't want to say anything like too outrageous in here, but even if we lose a player in every battle or something like that first, I can't see us losing uh, this matchup. I think even mentally, like I discussed this a bunch of times about NYXL, uh, how teams are more afraid of the idea of playing against them than the actual team. I think Vancouver is approaching that level of uh, of intimidation uh, for the other uh, teams out there. So they did they did fuel up for the the playoff and see what I did there. I'm here all week. Um, <laughs> They they added Trill, who's who's another main tank to to hold some pom pom for OGE. I'm presuming. Uh, I don't know too much about Trill myself, but but does does any of this matter coming up? I guess for this stage specifically, it's a weird signing for me. I think Trill he's a very good, decent main tank. He's a good wrecking ball player, but main tank is part of one of their best positions on Dallas. OGE is a very good yeah. Player. I I don't see how that will change. Uh, it's a maybe. weird timing because I think they're just prepping for stage three. They may be expecting a meta shift towards the Wrecking Ball uh, main tank. Yeah. I think that's why they signed it. But like the timing is that, like, even if you, even if you were to be on the main roster right now, he needs time to you know gel with the team Synergize. and synergy yeah. and synergy. And you're not going to reach the Vancouver Titans level like in a couple of days, right? Like the playoffs are in how many days? Like two days from now. Yeah. when we recorded so I don't think we'll see him playing um, and based on what I've seen so far like just like what Omni uh, I, I'm seeing a very clear and easy victory for us I'm even going to put, go on the record and say we're going to do a 3-0 sweep Dallas had a great stage they had their homestead they have happy feelings now but this ends <laughs> in <all Friday. laughs> could he could he possibly flex out to a uh, brig it's like a tank who trip <laughs> yeah they need some help on Brig, man. I can play uh, Brig. It's not that hard. It won't be on par with other Brigs out there. But, yeah, it's but not- neither is Zachary. Whoa. Oh, I refuse to comment beyond, beyond it. <laughs> All right. So it sounds like you're, you're feeling pretty comfortable heading, heading into to against Dallas feel and presuming there's no, there's no upsets. I think, I think if my math is correct, London Spitfire would be, would be next who who we actually haven't played against this week any any kind of thoughts on that excitement otherwise i'm i don't like the fact that we haven't played them um london is on an uprise they're they're definitely playing much better i don't think they're still at the same level they played last time because because they the meta does not favor them in terms of goats versus goats we are much better but they have amazing, like super talented DPS players there with uh, Prophet and, and Bird Ring, obviously. Uh, tank line leaves a bit to be desired. 
Especially on Ryan. Gesture, yeah. His Ryan is pretty weak, so... His monkey is good, though. His, his monkey is pretty good, but he, he reminds me a lot of, like, Sato. Yeah. So once that it's Ryan on Ryan, Bumper will... You know, he's licking his fingers just thinking about it, I think. Probably just shadow him like everyone else. <laughs> hey, give yeah. some respect to the defending champions there. I mean, yeah. like, here's the thing, right? Like, the London, I think... Okay, first of all, I think London, like, are very happy that they're in this playoffs because they missed... Um, last playoffs losing to Seoul and Seoul was awful first stage. Oh one. god! But it, I like they. I think they're now more acclimatized to the goats meta. But like this is the Vancouver Titans, right? This is a team that's two things: goats. Thank you, Yang One, by the way, <laughs> for that lovely goats cosplay, and <laughs> and synergy. Like those two words, along with a lot of fun words as well. Like are the two main definition of the Vancouver Titans, and we're still like. This is still deep in the goats meta. Like we still see, we see some like you know crazy stuff like the Baptiste from like the San Francisco Shock, and like sometimes again G. Thank you, thank you, Hawkso. But like it's still a like, goats heavy meta, and like the London Spitfire has improved. I mean, like overcoming the MYXL in terms of standing is a big improvement. Let's not deny that. Right. But like what Omni said, the entire roster is very talented. I don't get me wrong. But in terms of this current meta, there's just no way we're going to lose to London. Like maybe it might be a closer map than closer map than a sweep, but I'm going to predict the Vancouver Titans win. Yeah, and then to to go back to the topic of this the weird seeding and and uh, how the playoffs are formed, that's actually good for us that we are like the third best seeded team, so we get to avoid either you know san francisco or nyxl should they uh, progress to the second stage so we, we will only see them during the finals so it's also good news for them i assume so yeah we're, we're due for uh pretty exciting times yeah and then if everything goes according to you know the schedule that we definitely have that sets up a, a nice little tidy rematch with the shock uh just because uh, assuming, uh, they, uh, assuming they get there right <laughs> um, but, but, you know, we don't have another show until, until after all this is done. So, so any thoughts, feelings, threats, uh, promises, et cetera, you want to get out there for the, the shock, the shock. No, I think you missed what I, uh, slipped in there. I, I said, if the San Francisco shock beat gladiators in the second stage, so that's, <laughs> that's me putting out there that I, I will not be surprised Ooh. if the gladiators, who are definitely the best competition NYXL face this stage will kick them out. Mm, I I think New York has downgraded considering their recent performance, but like I can't count. They're still the favorites for sure. I'm just saying. I'm just saying it, it, it's possible. I think they will lose to the Shock. I think the Shock is just like consistently good right now. They're conservative at the moment. Uh, too wait, wait, sorry, sorry. Who will lose to the Shock? Uh, Excelsior. Oh, okay, okay. That's what I predict. Um, okay. So you guys are cheating a little bit in the fray, but I mean specifically, if we're talking Shock Titans. What do you um, got? I'm, I'm, I know a lot of the Shock fans who I interact with, you know who I'm talking about, are going to hate me for saying it, but the golden stage is over. We're going to win. Hmm. I'm, we're going to win. I, I think it's going to be another close series. It's going to be another great series. Um, it's going to be Titans- Clash of the Titans, huh? Get it? But um, I think I think this is a it will be win. shocking. <laughs> but I think it's going to be another one for us. Like it's going to be a great series, though. Unfortunate that I'll be missing it because I'll be on the road. But um, 
I think it's going to be... We'll, we'll text you updates. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> uh, but I, I honestly do think it's going to be a six-game six series in favor of the Titans. I also think the Titans are favorites. I every, Everything is kind of um, in the background now with how people... With how the shock are playing and how much they have improved, I think people dismiss the fact of how adaptable the Titans can be, winning fights that you shouldn't be uh, winning, uh, going up against uh, weird comps. Teams are constantly throwing whatever they can against the Titans. When the team faces the Titans, they will always bring uh, their A game and then some. So people just you know when people not analyze this matchup too much. What they see is, oh, San Francisco, well, they greatly improved. Titans, well, they're still the Titans. Obviously, last matchup was a seven-game series. It was super close. Then, well, obviously, the Shock has a better chance. Well, I don't think so. I think the Titans have plenty of uh, VODs to look back to. The Titans are now way more prepared to face the Shock than ever before. And I think... That during this time that the Shock were so preoccupied with their, you know, map or like map record or lossless uh, um, records against every other team, the Titans were like, I wouldn't say coasting. Okay, I'll say it. They were coasting. And still <laughs> we we and did play Hooreg. Yeah, we coasted to a perfect stage again. And I think the Titans are super focused on whatever the San Francisco Shock will throw at them. So, yeah, I think Vancouver will win this stage too. I think we're one of the very few teams that actually played all the players and have not lost yet in terms of matches. So that's a, that's a good sign. That's true. I think I think what I'm fascinated about are, are like the, the not, not long-term, but like middle-term narratives because, because up till now, for whatever reason, I mean, the Shock lost, what is it, three games last stage? Um, there was this whole thing about, oh, they're just trying to find time to gel, so on and so forth. Sure, I accept all that, whatever. Um, but but I actually think that, you know, Shock versus Titans going into this stage finals, the Shock would be the favorite just because there's been so much momentum and so much hype about them. Not saying it's justified or not, just just kind of, that that's the feeling that I get, and that's why I went on the rant that I did when we won. Because it felt like, I'm like, we just won, but it felt like, they're talking like we the the better team lost or something like that or something weird like that, um, but but if if the shock win, I think you know they'd finally get some demons that that I've been sending their way off the back of my whole <laughs> whole spiel with them never winning anything, and I think I think that's a very interesting story. But they're, uh, they're a young team. Yeah, they're this young team, and they they've grown <laughs> to be this champion, and 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 the, you know I'll pay my respects at that point when that happens, if that happens. Um, but if they lose. Do we give them the same crap that we've given NYXL, that we've given London, that we've given, you know, last season was sold that we gave a lot of crap. We would have given a lot of crap. No, I don't think a team should be given any crap by losing a good match against the Titans. I think they're by far uh, one of the best teams in the league. They actually play goats as goats should be played. In my opinion, that same aggressive type of goats. I think this loss against Vancouver in stage one playoffs, benefited them a lot and if they come and i believe that yeah a lot of people and the analysts would say yeah they are the favorites they would pick them to win but i think that would actually be their downfall i think that will play against them in terms of their mentality uh yeah i think the only thing i would give them was how you lost to us again 
that's the only thing I'll give them. No, like in all seriousness, um, I think um, even if even if we were to face him in the finals, oh, right, and uh, you know, I think it's going to be a close series. And the fact that they made it the two finals in a row, like you can't give them, you know, crap for that. Like, let's see, let's see one more finals, and if they make it to the finals and still lose there, then no. we'll call them the new new MYS. Yeah, or let's just get there first, right? <laughs> we were I mean, we, we have to do it based on assumptions, right? Like, I'm not trying to disrespect all those other playoff teams. Yeah, we hyped uh, NYXL versus Titan so much last time, so let's just see yeah. what happens. We, we just might go up against Shanghai Dragons in the finals or something like oh that. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right. Two Shanghai versus London. Oh God! Or Shanghai versus Dallas. That'd, oh yeah, that would totally. be sweet. Possible, possible. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and then we're gonna head into the fray. So last week, I'm just going to go through this really quickly because I know we're, we're this is going to be a long show. Hey, we have to do the whole playoff stage pre- preview um, in one session. But just to touch on a little bit, because I think some interesting things and in, in the way the playoffs shaped up um, were a cause and effect of, of the last week matches. Um, and a lot of them, you know, give ourselves or pass ourselves a, a tap on the shoulder were the were due to the matches that we picked. So so running through the the schedule from week five, Dallas played the uh, Florida Mayhem. Um, Dallas won three one. Philly lost to the San Francisco Shock four zero. That was the match that we picked, and that you know had a lot to play, of course, into. I think I think some of us thought maybe Fusion could possibly take a map off the Shock, maybe maybe not, um, and that turned out four zero. And then Guangzhou Charge beat the Houston Outlaws. Uh, shout out to the Outlaws. <laughs> two. Um, perfect. And then uh, moving along on Friday, we all highlighted the Boston uprising against the Glads as the match to watch. And and a lot of that was like, okay, are the Glads for real? Uprising are one of those teams that are really hard to predict. And they had a, a, uprising actually ended up, I guess mm, you could you could call it like they they upset them, but but I think I think Omni, you would you would argue that you know Uprising is actually a decent team and the Glads have have question marks. Yeah. I think Boston is maybe a bit weaker on paper, but I think they adapt quicker than most teams during the maps. I always praised Blase and Color Hex. They're they're decent on DPS heroes. Probably one of the best uh duos we have in terms of Western DPS players on in the league this season. Yeah. They're impressive, but they're up and down. Uh they're they're unpredictable. That's the term I'll stick with, and, and as we run down the list, we'll we'll quickly see why. Um, but just just kind of wrapping up Friday as well. Shanghai beat Washington Justice. I think that was important for for Shanghai's eventual you know playoff clinching as well. But also it's it's the Justice. So so moving along um, on and and we already know Tor- Toronto lost to to Vancouver on Saturday. London Spitfire 4 0 to Outlaws. Shout out to Outlaws again. We're giving them so much love here. Atlanta Rain go back to back. Yeah. 
back to back and they upset or or do they just own the excelsior at this point what are you guys thoughts well let me just uh, summon light force from the coast of alaska and please play back a piece uh, that i talked about this same match I think they have to because despite the sheer amount of talent they have there, the the players are world-class players in every position. They cannot proceed with that type of approach like that, you know, surgical approach. They're undefeatable, the best team in the world, like every analyst would say, because uh, I think teams, and it's probably pretty apparent from the uh, analyst's opinion as, as well. I think teams are more afraid from the idea that is the New York Excelsior, than what they actually put up there during a match. And once you ignore the fact that it's the NYXL and you actually start to push as a, if it was like any other team, unless like Jonak is popping off or something like that, I think you can beat them. So yeah, so exactly as I predicted it, if NYXL does not adapt, if they do the same thing against Atlanta, who are no longer afraid of that team, they're gonna lose, and what happened? Well, they give they give probably a better fight of three two. But it's funny, Atlanta is not a better team, but they were the better team in that matchup. Um, I don't know what NYXL is thinking. They look rigid. They look not like NYXL uh, should look in terms of the talent they have uh, compared to Atlanta. Right? Atlanta, they they didn't even make the playoffs. I'm not not really sure. What's going on there? Is, is it just like a another case of Houston beating London like last year in every matchup they had? I'm not sure. I don't know. I think like I actually predicted Atlanta to beat New York by by this exact same matchup. Uh, brave soul. Three two. Um, but like I don't know. Like this is it is Atlanta New York's New York's kryptonite or is it because New York is you know was like, okay, you know, we're probably not going to underestimate them again like last time. I mean, what's the odds of us losing to the same team twice in the same stage, right? I think we should just relabel Atlanta to the Atlanta Fire Noodles. Oh! <laughs> I mean, I mean their, lo- their logo in color is red. Yeah, pretty much. It'll be raining uh, Fire Noodles. <laughs> oh my god, I hate you guys. Speaking of Fire News, I did try the, the 2X Fire Noodles. Oh, the new for one. Work. Yeah. Uh, I do not wish that saw my enemies. I'll leave it at that. Oh come on, it's not that bad. Eating it is not that bad. It's it's what happens afterwards. And, and okay, too much, yes. too much info. Yeah, we want to keep it PG thirteen, so let's keep it there. Okay, we just went <laughs> before this show recording, and we we took the spicy bowl, and he's like, "Oh, that's not <laughs> so." She brought him spice from from the kitchen, and she's like giving him the the explanation. You should be careful. And he's like, "No, no, that's fine." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, this ramen is so weak." <laughs> I blame the Korean blood and the kimchi. Yeah, he's definitely much better than Jonak on this. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> You guys are going to have to look back for the lore for that one. But moving along, Chengdu lost to the Valiant 3-2. This was actually a, a pretty close match in in what ended up being, you know, Chengdu's doom. And the Valiant got a little bit of pride Chengdu. back, so that was that was nice. Yeah. Um, and then on Sunday, uh, Toronto beat Paris Eternal 4-0. Nothing to talk about there. Washington Justice upset 
Boston Uprising 3-2. So we talked about the unpredictability of the Uprising, and there it is, folks, on a silver platter. Corey's in the house. (laughs) Definitely in the house. (laughs) And because of that, Shanghai Dragons advanced to their first-ever stage playoffs despite losing a very solid 4-0 to the Shock. And... Um, just to wrap things up, Hangzhou and Spark. They, they, they are rewarded with facing them in the playoffs again. There, there you go. This is where they're going to take a map, I think. They they have the practice now, right? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. But just wrap. Wait, sorry, sorry. But during this matchup, like everybody was saying, like, oh my god, Shanghai could actually do this. Like, they could probably like ruin the Golden State. Like, sure, they threw at King's Row, but like that King's Row map was like, oh my god, they could actually do this. Yeah, it was. A, it was. Uh, pretty close for a 4-0, uh, the game itself. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a close 4-0. That's that's what we take for for wins nowadays. Man, we love underdogs way too much. <laughs> um, but wrapping things up to give you know the Hangzhou Spark their own you know half a second on our Titans podcast. They also clinched their own playoff spot, three uh, one over the Dynasty. Um, Sparker in, yay. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm still a partial Seoul fan when I, when they're not facing us. And I expected Seoul to be like, they, they, they knew that this was a win and you, you in and, you know, losing, you go home. And I thought Seoul might've been like, okay, they're now like, like mid to up tier. And if they, if they actually want, if they made it to the playoffs, like that would have solidified it. But, you know, when it mattered, unlike last stage, you know, they, they didn't deliver a lot of fans are going to be sending some very uh, interesting comments and questions to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we kind of already hinted towards it, but um, so those are, those are the eight playoffs teams. So on Thursday, Shanghai plays the shock again. Um, any predictions for that one, guys? We don't need to go through each of the maps, but like I said, I think shock will advance, but dragons will take a map. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll take I'll, it. I'll take it too. Hmm. I think I think it'll do good the shock to uh, lose a map actually. Bring out some of that mortality in them. Yeah, I think it'll be. I don't think they should be preoccupied with that map record too much. It'll come back to bite them. I I know. I noticed Michael mentioned gold. Were you saying Golden State or Golden Stage? Golden Stage. That's what the Golden uh, Stage. That's what their official Twitter and their fans <laughs> are using. Because their their map record does remind me of a uh, Golden States seventy three and nine. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Ami, you want a spoiler alert for that? Uh, all of wins and no ring. <laughs> At least not yeah. that year. Nope. Um, so so it it does have that vibe where it's like they're so focused on on you know getting every single map, getting this cool team. record, but. Yeah, it doesn't matter if they don't win it. If they win it, you know, kudos to them. Um, Yeah, that's all talk about the shock for today. Um, Spark versus the Spitfire? Mm, I don't really care. (laughs) (laughs) No care. Like, if if, if Hongzo wins, we face against New York. Or or LA Gladiators in the semis. I guess. So, yeah, I'll be rooting for uh, Spitfire for that. It's, It's fine. Um, I, 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 like subjective wise, I want London to win. Objective wise, I think London's going to win. Yeah. 
do you, do you think the the spark will make it a map? I think I think they may take a map. I think sparks are on the uprise right now. They're they've been getting a lot of momentum, and I think they're gelling better as a team. Yeah, I mean. Forgot. I mean, like they won against Seoul, right? And this is a team, you know, a lot of us are like, okay, so Seoul's going to be that big spending team. And they did, and they brought in all these great players, and they saw, they showed some improvement last stage. But then, like, well, now Hangzhou's moving in, and they're now in this stage playoff. So um, London should watch out for Hangzhou, but I think London still uh, should win that matchup quite easily. Yeah, so if you're a fan of the genetically modified uh, ape scientist hero, that's a matchup to uh, look out for because uh, Gushue mm. and uh, Gesture. Gesture. Yeah. That's going to be a good monkey show. matchup. Yep. Good monkey matchup, yeah. Cool. So so down to the one I know you guys are loving and can't wait to talk about, NYXL versus the Glads. Who you got? I'm taking the Glad. Ooh. I'm yeah. going to go what everybody's going to say, and I think – the Gladiators and Excelsior matchup is going to be a close one, but I, like the Gladiators don't have a good Sombra from what I've seen so far, and Sombra seems to be the Excelsior's like kryptonite, especially that matchup against Soul. So like I think Excelsior has a slight edge, but if the Gladiators like polish up their Sombra play and like focus on Jonak, maybe Omni's right. Yeah, if if NYXL brings. In the same approach of, oh, we're just going to do the same thing. We're going to be passive and react to the other team. And by doing that, they will play right into the Glad's hands. And once Glad's uh, be aggressive and take out Mano, and, and Roar is super aggressive. And if they are smart, they will look at those VODs from Atlanta. And, and NYXL might be that... Uh, I don't know, that confident, maybe, I don't know, this is, confidence is probably not the proper term. If they are not adapt, adaptive in this game, uh, they might lose this map. If they, if they, I don't know, switch it up, do something else, they, then they should win. They have a better roster. But the Glads might, might win this if they are so, you know, arrogant by not adapting or, or doing anything else. Just by thinking, oh, we're NYXL, we should win this. Then they, they might actually lose. They and should. Actually, yeah, they should. <laughs> and the narrative for the for the Excelsior coming in is like, you know, the Overwatch League right now has like three really good teams, right? As we all saw that, uh, um, our hero ac- academia, ac- yeah. academia meme, right? But the thing <laughs> is, it's not like the big three. The big three. But um, like, the thing is, is that like because of Excelsior, NYXL's um, performance this stage, they're now looking more like the gatekeeper team. Rather than these, you know, these are the best three teams in the playoffs and the and the entire Overwatch League, no doubt, yeah. right? So if the Excelsior look a bit shaky against the Gladiators, I think people might say, okay, NYXL are not the you know the three, they're not like you know you know they're solid top three. They're more like they're more of like the gatekeeper team, the top three, yeah, and that's they, not that's not a good thing to have. Yeah, if they got humbled by these two losses. Then may, they they definitely should win. If if not, if they're still up on that high horse. There's uh, who knows. That's a silly horse to be on. You guys just got ruined by the rain twice in a row. <laughs> like one one time, I would have been like, okay, fine, yeah, I had a bad day. But to to go in and and like, hey, Defran is pretty good, so you know, yeah, Defran is pretty good. <laughs> so so that that's the key to the Glads. Bring Defran to the game, and you got it locked in. <laughs> 
So, so that's, I think that's all as much a kind of stage predictions as we'll do after that. It's all, uh, mythical unicorns anyway, but, but safe to say you guys are pretty comfortable with, with the Titans taking the stage as well. I think so. It won't be easy, but I think we are the favorites. We're, well, they're definitely your favorites, both, both favorites objectively favorites. and subjectively. They're only Vancouver's favorites. In my unbiased opinion. Yes. Do you ever have an unbiased opinion? <laughs> of course, we're professionals. We're professional yeah. volunteers. <laughs> Moving along. So, so beyond the stage playoffs, it also got announced because if you count it, stage one, stage two, we're halfway through the season. It's all-star time. So announced were the all-star starters for both the Atlantic and the Pacific Division, as I mentioned earlier. Um, and surprise, surprise, I'll just read out the names of, of both sides first, of all 12 players, and then we can kind of chat a little bit about it. So from the Atlantic side, we have Pine, Carpe, Jonak, Ark, Poco, and Fusions. And then on Pacific side, we have Jinmu, Fleta, Iveto. I can't say the dude's name. Sorry, dude. Uh, Ruje Hong, Iveto. Do you say the Y or do you not say the Y? You kind of say it. Iveto. Iveto? Oh, man. Somewhere there's going to be a Hunters fan that's like just oddly listening to us butcher this dude's name and like disrespect him. We're sorry. Um, Yeah, we we, we mean no harm. Um, Gushue and then Amen. Yeah. So so that's the list. And the most obvious omission is no Titans, no Shock, um, no Glads, actually, if now that we're putting about it, no, no Spitfire. Yeah. Um, well, how do you guys feel about that? I'd be more upset if we didn't have, if, if there was a player from the Shock or the Gladiators, but because we don't see uh, players from there, I'm like, okay, yeah, it, it's looking at the rosters, you see. Uh, Pine on the other side. You see uh, Fleta, who hasn't played a match, I believe, in this uh, second stage. It's a popularity contest. What can you do with a huge fan following that you have uh, from China? Uh, you see definitely a lot of representation there. Uh, yeah, I'm upset for no Titans. I guess the Titans being as good as they are, probably a lot of the votes were split among the entire team because while probably Bumper got the majority of votes, but every every player is on all-star level. It's like a best-in-position sort of deal. So kind of like, uh, I don't know, if a team has too many star power uh, star power players, they might just kind of diminish from each other. But, yeah, uh, interesting to see a lot of popular names, but it doesn't stand out as definitely the best players at each position. It's kind of the same deal we have in traditional sports. Luckily, we still have uh, some input from the analysts. God help us. Uh, <laughs> <but> yeah, <laughs> Give us a vote. Yeah, that's what we should be rooting for. Um, my my opinions, um, like what Omni said, this is like pretty reflective of like what you see in traditional sports. Like If you're going to put it up to the fans, uh, we're not going to be... I'm sorry, I know Vancouver has this tiny tiny population but we're not going to beat china there's just no way yeah for the longest of time you had like uh yao ming ellen iverson t-mac voted in without even playing a single game or kobe when he was injured you cannot like avoid this pine hasn't played a game this entire season yeah and he's in now i'm going to give it i'm going to give credit to his personality i think pine's a great personality and i think that's why he's in 
Yeah, but like, so so Pine actually retweeted the the All Star Game selections and said, "Wait, was, wait uh, what?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to imagine him saying, "Wait, what?" Oh god, no, but like, um, like all of our players are top speed, maybe top two in their respective positions. Like if you look at Song Minsu as the, uh, the the main Zarya player in the current meta, and I'm like. Uh, I think this is a, a wake up call to like just a Titan Titans organization. Like, sure, there's they're a um, young organization, but like this shows that like despite having like the best players in each position, or, like the best two players in each position, right? Like, you're really gonna have to like work up on your uh, fan gathering skills and right. you know make them vote for our players if you want to see yeah. them in the All Stars. Vancouver doesn't have fast enough internet. I think that's what it is. <laughs> Probably. Uh, we also don't see, I think, any American player in here, which is kind of interesting. Poco? Isn't Poco American? He's French. <laughs> yeah, he's French. So that's pretty odd. But yeah, well, uh, I was actually I didn't notice that. Like, no American players. Three players from well, count, uh, Arc is now Washington, but we have like three X NYXL players. Three from it's just a popularity contest. It's, There's nothing else to say. It, it, Maybe there's some uh, phone phone farms in in Asia somewhere, pulling <laughs> up every day. Uh, yeah, I was trying to vote again, but it just blocks you. You can't vote just once. So, uh, so I, I think one one thing that I, th- I think you guys all got got your heads on straight. It's not it's nothing to be too upset about. I'm sure as the rosters get filled out, there will be uh, some Titans on there. Events. Um, and, and the all-star game, as we know, is it's a celebration of the game. They do all sorts of crazy stuff. One V one widows. And how can you not have forth. a guy like bumper there? Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure they'll be involved at some point, but one other thing I just want to know about the starters is it seems like they were fixated on, on the two, two, two. What is, what is the two, two, two? They, they, they had two, two support, two, yeah. two tanks and two damage. Yeah. per team so that that was a little bit weird too positionless I think, man i think the fans are kind of like okay it's all stars can we just move away from the goats and actually yeah. see something that we all like like let's see the widows let's see the genji tracer dives like yeah you know that if vancouver was represented more in this all star they'd probably just play goats <laughs> i think i think this is actually not a bad thing like maybe a blessing in disguise because like if this was like a 2-2-2 matchup and you see our some of our players playing the signature picks and be like, okay, maybe we can learn something from this. Maybe. I don't know. That's my opinion. Yeah. I just want to see Bumper on me. I want to see him block off like like a headshot or something just because he put a wall up. I actually did. We, we, uh, when, when we talked about it, when he wanted us to select a hero for him to play, I definitely thought of the May too. It's like the most tilting hero out there and i can see him so frustrating you know how they always cut to bumper when he does something silly or super crazy and he has that evil smirk on his face (laughs) having the time of his life i want three things to come up from bumper bastion because he's just gonna go crazy like bumper is usual and everybody loves a crazy bastion Uh, may is actually strategically not a bad pick because like the may wall right it blocks up your potential picks but then it also helps um, divide a goat comp team, which is actually not too bad if you actually want to do an anti goat. So maybe, maybe people want to see May. But actually, I want him to go on the, his 
the reason why he chose the name Bumper Reaper because that's actually where his name comes from. Bumper is actually his Korean name and the hero hero name of Reaper. Um, if you want to see uh, if you want to see where I got this info, check out uh, the Action Esports profile on him. It's a great video of him. But uh, cool plug. <laughs> nice plug to our homies. Action yeah. sponsor us if you want. Yeah, we're, we have a slot open. Yeah, but, no um, I want to. I, Janu, who started as a Reaper one trick, said that Reaper sucks, but I just wanted to see Bumper go on Reaper and just literally yell, die, die, die in Korean while on stage. They should just like ask Note for tips. He's played great uh, Reaper during, uh, I think it was stage two. <laughs> he'll, he'll get, some say he's still trying to get that ult. Ah. <laughs> Crazy stuff. All right, so before we wrap this up, I know we promised a ton of basketball talk, but we didn't quite get to it. Um, but I don't care about your thoughts if Golden State with three peat. Um, <laughs> Omni actually gave up, came, came up with a, a pretty pretty relevant way for, for, I guess if you guys are basketball fans, but you also love Overwatch, to kind of connect the two. So, so what we came up with was each of us actually had to do some homework this time, so I couldn't just coast. Um, and we had to select three players or teams to compare um, from the NBA and their owl equivalent. Um, so, so, hmm. Omni, do we want to start with you? Sure. I got four. I'll go through them pretty quickly. Uh, Jonak to me is LeBron James. He's the best in the world. He got the MVP, but he has kind of a history of choking when it counts the most. That's shade. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bumper. Backhanded compliment. Yeah, Bumper to me is Shaq. He's big and strong and super aggressive. He just powers through dominantly through the opponents. But you know that he's a he's a pure-hearted giant. He's, he's very gentle. He's a good guy. You want him on your side. Ryu Jehong, I kind of think of him always as Michael Jordan, the undisputed goat. Nothing to do with you know goats in in the meta, but just the greatest of all time. Oh God. And how he was in the past an undefeated god, respected by the up-and-comers, and always compared to, you know, always talk and, and relive those moments. But, you know, now Lunatic High is probably the Chicago Bulls, Jordan, and <laughs> John, The and, good old days, right? Soul Dynasty, Rujong, is probably the Wizards, MJ. Oh, God. <laughs> Let's just hope that the Dynasty fans don't hear this. <laughs> this is so weird because because we didn't talk about this before, but a lot. Of, not only are the the picks very similar, the the players you chose out of all the players in the league, I have those three players on my list as well. Well, I so, wanted to like accommodate some of the guys who are not <laughs> big fans of the NBA, so they would have recognizable names. Among is Yao Ming, obviously the hero of China. <laughs> He has a unique set of skills. Obviously, he's respected globally. Will always be selected for the <laughs> All-Star game. Uh, yeah, that, that's for me. You have anything else, like a player that you didn't select? I'll, I'll save mine till the end. What about you, Michael? What do you got? Um, actually, I'm going to agree with the Jonak and the Rijay Helm pick, I think. And it's actually a really good like comparison because like a lot of people do compare LeBron James to Michael Jordan. Right. right? Who's the current GOATS? Right, like everybody in the past would say, no, it's Michael Jordan. Like, you know, you're not gonna. There's no, there's no way we're debating this. Like, you, you kids haven't seen Ryu Jae Hong pop off on Lunatic High. 
That was, that was Omni, by the way. I think that's a good opener. <laughs> but like, you know, like, Clip that, it, Chris. But like, Jonah was like, oh, like he mentioned this before in one of the Overwatch League videos. Like he looked up to Ryuji Hong. So I think that's like a really good comparison. Um, I would actually put, uh, not Bumper as Shaq, but I would actually put Super as Shaq. Super. Hmm. I don't know, like super, like in some of the videos, he's like this, like you know, young, lovable kid. But then, like on on the stage, just turns turns into like the savage competitor. Like I still remember him calling us, like, "Look at those disgusting players." I'm like, "Excuse me, <laughs> let's go, let's go, super." There you go. Um, I would actually add someone, um, and this is a throwback to the LA uh, to the LA um, Lakers dominance. Um, I would say. Uh, Somin Su would be the Kobe Bryant of that time. And I would also say, um, and I'm going to throw a shout out to um, a good former esports team owner, Rick Fox. I would actually put um, Twilight as the Rick Fox here. He's always like, you know, in the, he's always that guy. He's like, you know, he's talented, but he's kind of like in the, in the background because of the talent of, uh, a bumper and doing the dirty work yeah doing the dirty work i think he's like a good comparison to rick yeah, fox enabling the stars yeah. essentially and rather than aiming i'm gonna go for gushray gushray is my young man oh, that's a good pick <laughs> no jeremy lynn's out there <laughs> that's i'm 37 <laughs> actually yeah that's actually oh my god you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so I I was struggling between between Ruji Hong with with the MJ comparisons, and I, I also thought of him as Kobe because I think he popped off a lot during his uh his heyday, so to speak. But but I think I think you guys are right, and I think right now we are witnessing definitely the 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 wizard MJ, where <laughs> where you he he will get his shots in. Um, there are moments of greatness, definitely, and I think anywhere you go, any team doesn't matter if it's contenders, NA, Europe. They'll they'll always speak highly of Ruji Han just because OG. I, I think he was one of one of the OGs and 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 you know at a time when I definitely wasn't watching um um comp that much and and competitive Overwatch like Ruji Han was was the one that drew me in like I would watch a stream not understanding what the heck he's saying the whole time um and he had that kind of draw and and everybody's just trying to beat him all the time um the LeBron to Jonak comparison I think is also appropriate. Um, not just because of what you said about him being, you know, undisputed MVP. He can take over games. Um, doesn't matter what you do when Jonak is on. It doesn't matter what the meta is. It doesn't matter who they're playing against. It doesn't matter. Hard, who hard carry. It's, it's definitely hard carry. He's a, he's a cheat code when, when at his peak, right? But at the same time, the teams need to be constructed around uh, right. Jonak, right? Um, as we've seen this year with, with LeBron and the Lakers, you can't just throw five guys and, and expect greatness. You can't put Jonak on the mayhem and expect them to uh, oh go to the playoffs. Oh my god, I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> Shout out to the mayhem. I think we went through the entire episode not mentioning the mayhem like once. <laughs> we're going to get burned by so many teams. I'm I'm looking forward to the comments. We're, we're not here to please. Yeah. Um, but but like we embrace the Thanos role. Yes, but with with the MJ with um, the LeBron, then that actually brings me to Twilight, and who I had down for Twilight was actually Kevin Durant, because Ooh. right now you could argue, you could make a pretty strong argument that there's no better 
uh, flex support than Twilight. I think you can make that argument, right? Uh, Wolf's definitely made that argument on on Twitter over and over and over again. Um, And he's just that guy that's just sitting here on a stack team collecting wins, not getting the respect he he may deserve. Um, So that's that's what I thought of. And then for Bumper, um, I I, I see where you guys were going with the Shaq thing. I went Joel Embiid. Um, because I think I think both Joel Embiid and Bumper are are game changers in terms of you know global brands for their sport. They they right, they talk right. so much trash, right? But but it's all in good fun. So so that's where I went with with uh, Bumper. And then and then the final one I had was a team was um, the San Francisco Shocker, the Houston Rockets. Talk a lot of smack, always a lot of hype. Haven't won a thing. Ooh, that's a good one. So, so those are my picks. Uh, if you guys listening, you know, agree with us, disagree with us, let us know in uh, PG rated comments because uh, we have families too. <laughs> uh, but, but for sure, send us emails, send us a, send us a tweet. We're we're ready set pwn on Twitter, Instagram. I think we have a Facebook too. I don't know. Do people go on Facebook anymore? My mom goes on Facebook. Yeah, well, Omni's mom can can. Uh, <laughs> Omni's mom can talk to Michael's mom and they can send us a message through on, on our Facebook ready, set pwn. Uh, but I think that about wraps it up guys. It's been a, it's been a long ride. It's going to be weird. Not talking about basketball again. Savor it while you can, everybody. Yeah. All right. So, so any final thoughts guys, uh, before we depart Omni, let's start with you. I don't know. I'm just. I just want to wish luck to the Atlanta Fire Noodles that they might achieve. You know, reach the playoffs again in Stage Three. Michael, uh, any parting words? Well, May has been a very good month for us. Uh, we've got the records. Um, very good records. We've also got a lot of birthdays from our staff members. I don't know where Yang One's birthday is. We'll find out <laughs> soon enough. But let's just hope that all that good feelings and good momentum from our stage and birthdays and records will uh, transition us into another playoff win. All right. So, so one last thing for us is we always have reviews and game previews uh, from our very, you know, um, much more studious and, and pay attention to. That's not a word. Um, but they definitely pay more attention than me, right? Um, so check out all the reviews and game previews on our website, readysetpone.com. If you guys want to send us an email, that's feedback at readysetpone.com. So on behalf of Sam at another Sam Chan, I almost said your name, dude. I'm bad at this. Omni at Omni Strife and Michael at Sung Woo Jim. Did I get that right? Yes, finally. (laughs) (laughs) We'll end this episode with the same two words that we end every single episode with through the magic of technology. Catchphrase. With, uh, you know, a little Alaskan feel to it. Thank you.